Hey there, it's Alowin, better known as the voice behind Averin, with a word from our sponsor. This session brought to you in part by Fiverr, the best place to find freelance services for your business. Whether you're in the market for commissioned art, or even script writing, which I probably should have utilized prior to recording this so I didn't have to do it six times, you can find on Fiverr. It's a whole world of freelance available right at your fingertips with options for every budget. Find high quality services at every price point, no hourly rates, and just project-based pricing. You'll find quality work done quickly with the right freelancer to begin working on your project within minutes. Your payments are protected every time. Always know what you'll pay up front and your payment isn't released until you approve the work. And know that Fiverr has your back with 24 seven support. Not in the market for services, but looking to augment your own income? Fiverr is powered by freelance artists just like you. So sign up today at Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Welcome to the world of Selena. Welcome, everyone, to the second episode and installment of the story of before. Tonight, will we, we will be finding out the story of Nuna, our goddess of Earth and life. Uh, a couple warnings for this episode as... There may be some depictions of body horror or um, like not beheadings, but um, strangulation and other um, dark uh, topics like um, hanging and death of a loved one and um, verbal arguments between characters. Um, So if that is not your cup of tea, feel free to skip this episode. Um, But we start deep in the forests of Zaxxas with trees of dark wood and uh, silver leaves as blades of grass dance along your feet as you walk through the path and the trails. The birds sing 
the wind howls, and you feel at home like you always have here in the woods. You are almost dancing along the ground as you touch the tree bark and you see all of the critters that run around in the forest. And you... If you would so kindly give me a perception check. Oh, I can definitely give you a perception check. What is my perception? There you are. Uh, oh no. Uh, okay, that's not bad. 14? 14. That is perfectly fine. As you are <laughs> <be> walking... <laughs> yes, it could be. Um, as you are walking, you hear uh, the snapping of twigs behind you, as if somebody's following you. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little giggle escapes this person. Do I recognize this giggle at all, or is this slightly more alarming? This giggle is... You know of this giggle, and you could pinpoint who it is. Um, mm-hmm. This is... There's a little sprite um, that likes to follow you around when you're in the forests, and her name is Emery. Uh, I think Nuna, her ears perk as she hears the small giggles flit within the air and continues to maintain her pace as a uh, playful grin uh, appears upon her face. She's, she's, she's playing along uh, because it seems that the sprite would would enjoy for the game to go on a little longer. So she closes her eyes into a, a knowing smirk and uh, keeps going, keeping an eye out for where the sprites might wish to emerge. Okay, and as you keep going, you hear the pitter-patter of more feet. Uh, and... Emery giggles again, and you hear her go, Roscoe, you have to be quiet. The point is to sneak up on her. <laughs> uh, and I think she, she like, nods herself as if uh, she's being included in, into all this. Um, I am very curious are they like uh surrounding her are they all are these uh other pitter patters kind of happening in the same area they're kind of like they're kind of like flitting together they're kind of that that is correct they're kind of like sticking together instead of sneaking up on you in like different zones Mm -hmm. uh i think uh because she wants to mess with them back. <laughs> uh, she would love to use uh, uh to create a a little sound, perhaps of um, a bird chirp amongst the silver leaves around the area that they're in, just just to mess with them a little bit. 
you hear Emery go, God damn birds, shut up! You're gonna ruin everything! <sighs> and you hear a couple more twigs snap. Um, and you hear a chirping, almost like a, a cat when they see something they're interested in. Mm -hmm. um, from behind you. Um, which is a new sound. That's not something you've heard very often. Oh. Um. Do I know what that sound is? Should I make a check about it? You, if you would like to give me a nature check, you absolutely could. Yes. New sounds? I want to know. Oh, wow. First nat 20 of the session. That for 25. Oh, wow. Okay. You... Ooh, what a check to get a nat 20 on. You have heard this sound once before. Oh, okay. And it was when you were a young girl. And your parents took you to meet an old friend of your mother's, the Great Expanse. Uh, and it was a dragon, and you met the newly hatched hatchlings of this dragon that your mother was a friend of. Mm -hmm. And they chirped just like this. Coming and, from the direction where my friends are? Yes, coming from the direction where the sprites are. Um... And you, this memory is important to you because this is when your love for draconic beasts sprouted. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, it doesn't it doesn't sound like an alarming sound, right? More that no. this wasn't here. Okay, before that's fine. Uh, I think hearing that, n n there's a, an expression on Nuna's face that uh, flits between kind of like confusion and uh, curiosity. F figuring out, oh, that's not quite what's meant to be here, uh, but not quite alarmed yet. And she stops her movement to listen again. And that's when she clocks the draconic nature of these sounds and she changes direction and moves in that uh in that direction even though this is not <laughs> perhaps not playing into uh emery's uh game quite as much yeah uh she she weaves between uh the trees uh surreptitiously uh if it's an hatchling she's not uh, she's trying not to alarm it. She's trying not to, uh, make too many sounds on her movement there that would, uh, cause it to move somewhere else. You, um, as you turn around and you move to see what is going on, you see that Emery, the, the little sprite girl that likes to play tricks on you in the forest, <laughs> she's about, um... She's only about a foot tall, 
She <laughs> has short, spiked green, uh, green and pink hair with metallic blue wings and a dress made out of grass um, <laughs> and leaves. And she has like little spectacles that she wears and she pushes them up and she's on the back of a dragon. A dragon mm. unlike one you've ever seen before. And it's, it is what is making this noise. It is a dragon that is, has to only be about, I want to say, two weeks old. Um, Young. It is, it has scales shaped like leaves. Um, mm. The shape I can liken it to is um, the tree stars from... Uh, from Land Before Time? Yes, they are in the shape of tree stars. Um, and I love them. Face is more feline than reptilian. And it has antlers that liken tree branches. And little wings that look like grape leaves. And with orange eyes, it looks up to see you and kind of cowers a little bit. And you see Emery goes, no, 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 Roscoe, it's okay. She's, she's a friend. She's, she can get you home. Uh, Nuna smiles uh, warmly um, and, and giggles a little bit. And her, her giggles are like uh, warm honey. And uh, I'm assuming that Emery's on a branch at the moment, on a tree branch. Is that correct? Uh, she is actually sitting like on uh, this dragon. Now that you have learned, she's named Roscoe. Um, mm -hmm. She's sitting on his back, in between his wings. In between his wings. And where's Roscoe located? On the tree, on the ground. Uh, he's on the ground. He's on the ground. Uh, I think. Uh, Hearing that, like, uh, Nuna will, uh, kneel, lower herself, lower her stature so she's less intimidating. And as she giggles warmly towards, uh, Emery and Roscoe, she says, I didn't know you made a new friend, Emery. Oh, uh, I, I, I found him this morning. He was just laying in the forest and it's really I it's I know it's rare that dragons don't leave their nest when they're this young so mm -hmm. I don't I don't know where he came from Nuna creeps a little closer how does uh, Roscoe react to that um I once Emery has like patted his head and said that you're a friend he's kind of Mm -hmm. he's wary but he's not scared he's just kind of it's like almost like that interest that a cat has where they're like looking at you from afar but not like mm -hmm. getting too close to you but not stepping away when you step away yeah it's it, it's will they won't they sort of situation yeah, happening over here yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i think in that case then uh you know will very very calmly creep up towards roscoe and she says Poor thing. What's brought you this far away from your nest? 
Uh, and I think she will, like, look around to see if there's, uh... Would I know if the kind of habitat that would, uh, best serve a, a dragon like this? So... Dragons like this are very, very rare. But mm -hmm. they... Most of the dragons live up in the mountains. It's... In this realm, it's very unlike dragons to live elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, there's, like, sea dragons and stuff that live in the seas. Mm -hmm. But any dragon with flight or wings or any kind of capabilities of living other places than in the water live up in the mountains. They kind of... Um, here in Zaxxus, they are sentient beings of their own council. They mm -hmm. they talk, they um learn, they uh and all the dragons are shapeshifters, so they can take human forms and come into human society and learn along with um the mortal beings of this realm. Um okay. but usually they live up in the mountains. Hmm. And how far away is my locale from a near a, a similar terrain? Uh, Pretty far, right? Well, this forest, your favorite forest, is actually on the um the foothills of the mountains. Okay. Okay. That is helpful. Yes. Uh is Roscoe injured? Uh, looking at him, you don't see him limping. You don't see him really hurt. I think, if anything, his pride is more hurt. Uh, being down here, like... Uh -huh. I uh, think, uh... <laughs> I think sensing that particular, uh, dynamic, uh, Nuna, uh, continues to kind of, like, uh, comfortingly coo at him. And say, like, oh, you poor thing. And, uh, like, reaches both her hands out towards, uh, Roscoe. And say, Come, little one, let's see if we can get you back home. Okay. Uh, give me an animal handling check. <laughs> I should be good at this. I am good at this. Um, wish I rolled better. Uh... Oh, that's not bad. 17. I rolled an 8 on a die plus die. Awesome. Uh, the DC was 15, so you... Woo! Uh, uh, you see that he kind of looks at Emery, <laughs> and she gives him, like, a it's okay kind mm -hmm. of nod, and he kind of, like, moves towards you and, like, into your arms. And at that point, mm -hmm. Emery kind of, like, flutters up and flies next to you. And he goes, mm -hmm. so your birthday's in two days. <laughs> it is. Am I to expect a uh, timed prank in the morning? No, you're going to get a present this year. A present that's not a prank? Is yeah. what you're trying to tell me? Oh, <laughs> what's the present? Pray tell. That would ruin the surprise. Oh, can't even give me a hint. Let me chew on it for the next oh. couple days. A hint. It's not a prank. We have we have established that. Okay. That's, that's my hint. <laughs> Alright, Emery, keep your secrets. I will. 
But uh, I also heard that you and your siblings are ascending on your birthdays. Oh. Uh, cool. I just want to check in uh, on this bit of lore. Uh, how does an, as an ascending look like for, so, for us? This is the first ascension that you and your siblings have ever heard of or experienced. Mm -hmm. So you guys have no clue what is going to happen. I uh, I think you see Nuna kind of like still smiling, but I think there's like a hint of... Perhaps uh, trepidation, nervousness um, on Una's face. Uh, she says, "Yes, uh, that is that is coming up soon." I had almost forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I, your 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 mom came to the like our little village mm -hmm. and like talked to me. Oh, um, what'd she say? Because apparently, like, the person closest to you is supposed to be a part of the Ascension. Like, it helps. Mm-hmm. And they asked me if I wanted to help because they know that I'm one of your closest friends. And would you help? Uh, she, like, playfully smiles over at Emery. I don't know. I told them I'd chew on it. Oh, okay. I see how it is. No, of course I'd help. Thank you. Uh, and I think, like, that... Her gratitude, Nuno's gratitude, uh, pierces far more sincerity. Uh, especially after uh, the playfulness that she engaged in with Emery. I think it kind of, like... That sincerity and like genuine gratitude, yeah, kind of pierces through the, the honey coated playful words. Yeah, um, and you see Emery is smiling and looking at you, and goes, "Well, when you guys ascend, that means you you have to you have to make your own realm, right?" That's apparently the gig. Yes, I want. I wonder. I wonder what your realm is going to be like. You know what? Me too. I don't... <laughs> I don't really know what all this business really entails or what anything is supposed to look like. I'd like to make it very much like this, though. Uh, she looks around at uh, her home and uh, Roscoe in her arms and kind of, like, puts a finger out to, like, gently a uh, pet Roscoe's head. Uh, he purrs as you um, pet him. Though it's more of like a like a guttural growling purr mm -hmm. um, than like a kitten purr. Um, and he kind of relaxes and uh, Emery goes, I don't know if there's any others like him or if he was you know, born to another type of dragon. I've never seen a dragon like him before. I've heard of them, but like we have them in our in our books and our histories, but I've never I haven't mm -hmm. seen one. Uh 
And as Duna like kind of like cradles uh, Roscoe, she asks, "What do you know about his kind? Maybe that'll help us find his home." I mean, he's so young. He and can't have. And let me know if like this isn't actually factually correct, but I do not will say he can't he can't have moved that far from where he was being this young. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, a correct assumption. Like from what Nuna has a knowledge of, it seems like he kind of like fell down the mountain and just found himself here. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he like traveled here. Mm. Um. So, like, this was definitely like a mistake. He wasn't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but as you ask the question, "What do you know of his kind?" Um, Emery smiles, but it's like a sullen smile, not like a ecstatic, excited kind of smile. She's like, mm-hmm. she smiles because she knows, and she doesn't like what she's about to say. I see. They're okay. they're called fate scales. Hmm. They are said to hatch when something that bends fate is going to happen. Bends fate, uh, and uh, she continues petting Roscoe. <laughs> uh, and what did the what does Tom say of uh, events that shift fate? Is it um, someone has a really bad string of uh, bad luck? You know, like that one time uh, you just kept bumping into every branch in the forest, like that kind of? No, from what my grandfather has said, things that change fate are acts of great emotion or magic or hurt and pain um Nuna's uh like brows furrow like they knit into a a very concerned look because she's now catching on that Emery is also nervous about this uh it seems like yeah you don't even need an insight check to tell that. Yeah. And Emery yeah. is nervous because Emery doesn't know. She actually, she says that she's, I don't know what is going to happen, whether it is going to be good or if it is going to be bad for the reason why he has hatched. But it could be either um... or. Mm. Luna kind of like looks back at this small little thing barely knowing life in her arms that uh, is probably like purring and cooing in her arms and she holds it like him tighter to her and just like cradles him like a child and as she continues petting him and says you can't be for anything bad I know I can I can tell. And she she looks back towards Emery. Maybe it's about the ascension. Maybe it's something nice is going to happen in a few days. Isn't that right, little one? 
Uh, Roscoe kind of looks up at you and like, like the way he shakes kind of like frills his scales a little bit on his body as he like mm-hmm. kind of nuzzles deeper into you because you're kind of warm. Mm-hmm. And Emery smiles and goes, well, I know that usually with fate scales, only only one adult can survive at a time, so there has to be an adult if there's children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, let's, I guess we can go look. I mean, that sounds like a fun adventure for today. It does sound like a lovely adventure. What, a, what an amazing set of circumstances to meet a dragon that hasn't been seen in all of again, Emery? Uh, I don't even know. That's, An undeterminate amount of time. Yeah, that's how rare they are. What a blessing. Let's get you back home. Nuna smiles. Uh, Roscoe kind of like closes his eyes and like does that like cat pretending to sleep thing so that they don't have to uh, like, move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emery and Emery smiles and goes, "Well, the the stairs up to the mountain peaks are." are just a little bit further into the forest. Um, it shouldn't mm-hmm. take us that long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Nuna says to Roscoe, you hear that? Not very long. You'll be back home very soon. Uh, he chirps happily and relaxes in your hands as Emery kind of like flits forward uh, and is like, um, is like, come on, like, I'm sure his mom is worried about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nuna smiles uh, with, a, with a wider grin, she says. I'm certain she she does. After, after all, how, what mother wouldn't? She, like, continues to, like, fuss over uh, this, this cute little uh, draconic being in her arms. Who is very, very cute, and I love... Nothing bad can happen to Roscoe, and I'm terrified. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... You take this trail that leads to the steps on the mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Emery's fluttering next to you as you walk up these steps and along these trails to go to the peaks of the mountain and um, you get to the top and see uh, actually give me a perception check as you get to the top (laughs) terrifying okay Uh, that is a 18 an 18 with an 18 you see a shadow in the clouds above but it turns and a wing pops out from the cloud and it looks exactly like the ones on Roscoe's back, but way larger. Mm-hmm. And you see a adult fate scale leave the cloud cover with scales of fall foliage and full antlers on their heads as they land in a cave about 200 feet from you. Uh, yep, go ahead. 
as you um as you watch there is another little fate scale that runs out of the cave towards this adult one and you see Emery's face drop there's there's two they're they're only supposed to hatch one at a time uh she looks over at Emery uh, and, and just curious as, as to her face falling and just asks, what is that? What does that usually mean? Well, that usually, usually multiple things don't, don't twist fate and, oh no. Now we have two things to watch out for. Hmm. I don't think Nuna has fully, like, I think grasped the concern here because these are living beings, right? That, uh, and she's determined, I think, that to think that this could still be a good thing. This could still be a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, holding Roscoe in one hand and uh, kind of like on her, with her other hand poised over towards Emery, she says, it'll be okay. Don't worry. We're just gonna, we're gonna get Ro Roscoe home. And see this lovely little family and we can move from there okay. there's nothing that can happen that we both can't handle okay <laughs> you see she's taking deep breaths as she's like fluttering next to you and is like okay there's nothing we can't handle <sighs> yes listen i know that these are old timey stories but Sometimes, sometimes the truth is a little simpler. Maybe the twists of fate are good ones and not as, you know, catastrophic. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm just freaking myself out. <laughs> well, let's yep. get Roscoe home. Let's get Roscoe home. You hear that, Roscoe? We'll bring you back to your parent and your siblings soon. She looks at you and goes, Yeah, let's get him home. He needs mm -hmm. to get home. Uh, and as you approach this magnificent being standing in front of this cave with another little one running around... <laughs> her ankles <laughs> she turns to you and though her mouth doesn't move you hear a voice and it says and what do i do the pleasure of having guests in my home uh you see that uh nuna 
I think I think the etiquette for uh, an entity such as this is definitely like deferential respect, mm -hmm. uh, and Nuna kind of like curtsies uh, respectfully, uh, and then she says, "I believe I may have found uh, one of your one of your dear children," and she uh, like because uh, I think she's cradling. Roscoe really close to her chest, and then she kind of like lowers uh, Roscoe so that he can be seen by yeah. uh, this dragon, and uh, kind of shows shows her this little draconic child. Uh, yes, that one does tend to get out, <laughs> uh, and you see as she says that she slowly shape shifts um, into. A beautiful middle-aged woman with chocolate dark brown hair um, and uh, olive-toned skin um, and she is in a green a foliage colored robe with a scarf that looks like wings around her neck and she smiles and she goes it is rude of me not to introduce myself uh, to somebody who is bringing my child home. Uh, my name is Fira. And what is yours? Fira. Making a quick little note. Uh, you see Nuna approach Fira uh, with a warm smile and she says, I'm Nuna. It's a pleasure to meet you, Fira. And it is no bother at all. Roscoe's been a delight. Oh, Roscoe is... I take it your little sprite has named him that? <laughs> yes, Emery has definitely given your child the nickname. Forgive us. We didn't oh. want to just say Draconic Child the whole way through. You know, Roscoe is the closest that Common can come to saying his name. Wow. <laughs> well done, okay. Oh. I accept it. And a name is a gift, and a powerful one at that. You uh, said your name was Nuna, correct? Indeed. Ah, oh, so you're one of Zaxus's children. Excuse me. Um... I have a question. Mm -hmm. um, are things at this point complicated <laughs> between me and parent? Um, so check. it is complicated between you and your father. Um, mm -hmm. Zaxus is your mother. Um, okay. Zaxus is also known as the Great Expanse. You are the only child that Zaxus mothered. Okay. The rest, Zaxus fathered okay you have a good relationship with your mother it mm -hmm. is a hard relationship with your father okay and Zaxus is my mother not my father yes yes, yes. perfect uh she yeah so I think uh she smiles and says uh um <laughs> yes uh I am indeed her child well, um, you see, at this point, um, 
Roscoe pitters off to his sibling and they're wrestling and playing. Mm -hmm. And he and she walks up to you and mm -hmm. kind of places a hand like caressing like moving your hair out of your face and caressing your cheek for a second mm -hmm. and goes oh my child it is rare that I have two children hatch at one time there are bright <laughs> days and dark days coming ahead You must steal yourself for the dark emotions that call to you in those moments can change how everything happens in fate. Uh -oh. I shall have... Sorry, to you? No, you're fine. I shall have a gift for you on the day of your ascension for you to take to your new realm. Um, I think there's a moment where, uh, Nuna's, like, mouth, like, her jaw drops a little bit, mm. uh, hearing all this, because this is this great fate-twisting entity telling her to her face that something is going to happen, and implying very heavily that it's not going to be pleasant. Um... And I think her, her mouth is agape as she steps closer to uh, touch Nuda's face. Um, and she <laughs> regains her composure. Uh, and she says, that, that is very kind. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And she looks to you once more and goes... The one warning I am allowed to give is beware the hanging tree. Now, I have a feeling your parents are looking for you. So I suggest you and your friend, Emery, correct? And you see Emery go, wait, I didn't say my name. How do you? Oh, fate scale, right? Uh, yeah, I'm Emery. Uh, and Fira goes, I think it's time for you and Emery to go home. Yes, I... I think you're right. Thank you, Fira, for your wisdom. Mm. And she, like, before she turns around to face Emery... I think she she quickly shifts her her expression of like concern uh and and smiles but I think every would probably clock that this is a, a a weird smile from Nuna a confused one yeah the kind of smile you give your friend when you're like this is an awkward moment in a party can we go now actually yeah, um, exactly yeah uh, I think Emery picks up on it and is like, okay, it was nice meeting you, Fira. Um, see you at the Ascension, I guess, uh, as she waves and kind of, like, starts fluttering back towards the stairs down mm -hmm. the mountain. 
and she looks at you as you guys reach the steps and are beginning to descend and goes, you know, if there's anything you need, you can call me, right? You can call on me and I'll, I'll hear it and I'll be there. I know that, Emery. I'm just... That was... That was an experience, wasn't that? Yeah. You just met three of what, the most rare beings you could meet. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that happens, right? Yeah. But... Listen. It'll be okay. Everything's going to be fine. She has given us a gift. She has a present for me, apparently. Everyone has surprises for me for the Ascension. <laughs> a special day for a special person. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. And I think, like, she says that she, like, kind of, like, looks, lifts her gaze forward. Trepidatiously. I think she's, she's now catching on to the concern. Maybe fear. Yeah. I think Emery puts a hand on your shoulder as you look forward. And she smiles as you guys kind of stopped at a point where you can see over the tree line and see like most of the countryside that you guys live in. Mm -hmm. And she goes, crazy to think that you grew up in this place and you're going to move on to make your own. It is. It is very strange. I've never known anything other than here. I mean, what even does a a realm look like, right? Yeah. And you'll have all your siblings helping you make it, too. Oh, yes, of course. Managing all the tasks between all of us, that's sure to be easy. Smooth sailing. No one's going to have strong opinions. Yeah. But it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. I think so. I'm going to bring a piece of home with me if I can. I think, I think you will. Well, I got to get home. Dinner's almost ready. Um, <laughs> it's about that time and I'm kind of hungry. Um, and also, I don't think you want your parents waiting for you very long. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, and she kind of like hugs you around the neck as best as a one foot tall person can mm -hmm. uh, and like gives you a kiss on the cheek and then flutters off towards uh, her small little village. Mm-hmm. Luna waves her goodbye as she's now left to her own devices here in the forest. Uh, and is there anything you would like to do before going to confront and see your parents? I am going to uh, ask a plant nearby if I can have a little leaf. Uh, I think she's like 
trying to distract herself. Like, probably a leaf has already fallen onto the ground, one of the silver leaves has already fallen onto the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, picks it up, and she's just... analyzing every detail of this leaf in the hopes of... It's that moment, I think, of, like, childlike distraction, where you pay such focused attention onto an item, a piece of nature, and you start to notice all the veins, all the lines, the yeah. colors within something. And you distract yourself entirely of like what a whole new world could look like within the veins of that one little item. And that's what she's doing with that leaf. As she steps probably in a, a slumped posture to go and meet her parents. You both of them <laughs> get to your house where you currently live with your father, though it is a difficult situation. As as Zaxis lives with your youngest sibling, Nylila, and her mother. Um and you, without even a perception check, already hear the fighting. From inside the house. Okay. Nuna steals herself. Uh, pockets that leaf that she has. And just swiftly enters. And I think she's entering with the uh, intent to swiftly move past this argument and just uh, put herself back in her own quarters. Mm -hmm. and enter her own space. But I have a feeling she's not going to be wholly successful at that. Yeah. Um, as you walk <laughs> in and try to sneak past, uh, you hear your mother, though they are mm -hmm. in their male form and have a male voice right now, saying to mm -hmm. your father, when were you going to tell me you were sick? Those black splotches are not just anything. And you hear your father return in response and go, When were you going to tell me you cared? You up and left when the next interesting person came along. I've been here for 200 years, Zaxis. Life is disgusting I hate it and everything about here and you see disdain on your mother's emotionless and blank face as they are just a shadow and they look at your father and say I know exactly what your sickness is. It is malice and disdain for life. And the longer you have that attitude, the worse the sickness will get. How does it feel being the exact opposite of what everything your daughter loves? 
uh, I think she's. I think Nuna's stunned. Uh, she's. I think just stunned still at that doorway. Because the first thing she heard was sickness. And a child with a comp. A child with complicated feelings towards their parent is still a child. And I think there's that, like, fear mm. and, and, and concern and worry. And then the conversation devolves and it, it doesn't leave. It doesn't go away. It just, it's just complicated and, and different. And she's just frozen in place there as her name it's being brought up in conversation. And I think at that point, Orkson, your father, mm -hmm. sees you and goes, Oh, I, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't know you'd be home now. Uh, and you can see all up his arms and across his chest are black splotches that seem to be moving and almost eating at him. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, and at this point, Zaxis, your mother looks at you and goes, Oh, darling, I'm you weren't meant to hear this. I'm I'm sorry, we I should go before this becomes worse. No. No, wait, wait. What's what do you mean sickness? What's 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 malice? What's wrong with father? Your Father is, and you see Zaxxus pauses, and Orkson goes, "Say it. Say what you're thinking, Zaxxus." And Zaxxus looks at you and goes, "Your father is becoming everything he wasn't when I fell in love with him." He is becoming a man with disdain for life and malice towards anything. It is a disease that you cannot stop. And it is a disease that you cannot see coming. I wish I could help him. And your father cuts in, there's no end to it. I, my daughter, I want to see your birthday and your ascension so bad, but the safest option is for me to leave. before I hurt anybody close to me. Wait. So you're... You're leaving? You're both leaving me? Saxus looks at you and goes, no, I'm, I will... St 
I'm just, I'm going home. I'm not leaving forever. But I figured you should have some alone time with your father before he leaves. Leave? Is, you say, you say you're becoming something different. Can you not do that? Why? Why now? Why? Why are you becoming like this? You see your father looks down and goes, When your heart is broken and you don't understand love anymore, hate is the easiest emotion to take over. And I was weak and I let it. And then don't let it. Then don't succumb to that. You're not incapable of, of processing your pain. What are you, what are you talking think, about? I think at this point your father stands up. And you see the portion that was below the table from about like his navel down to the the belt of his pants is pitch black not a inch of green skin showing below the navel and he looks at you and goes I've been fighting this for a long time It's too late for me. And your mother found out. And we've been fighting for hours. I... The best thing in my life is you. But I can't take the chance of hurting you. I do not know what I will become. I think... Nuna... has... hidden, like, her face is cast low, her... her shoulders broken and slumped, and... Her whole posture just transforming her back to maybe like a five-year-old child. Of being powerless and not knowing what to do. And she... Just so many complicated feelings. Because nothing about the two of them can be fixed or resolved. It's complicated... She still cares about her father. And now he's going. And there's... Nothing... There's no space... To resolve anything. It's just pain... That's here. And she just... She's just downcast. And... 
I think begins to cry. Her shoulders shake as she, like, quietly sobs. Like a child. Um, I think in this moment, your father scoops you up and hugs you and profusely apologizes in your ear. And your mother turns to you and goes, I shall see you on your birthday, my daughter. Spend time with him for I have spoken with those that can see fate and see the lines and I must create a place for your father to go as what is he is becoming is too dangerous to walk any realm. Uh, I think Nuna nods, and it's this pitiful nod as she, like, takes in one last time what her father looks like. Memorizing, like, the features. And nods. And I think... Your father takes you, mm-hmm. has a conversation with you in your living room as mm-hmm. your mother leaves and smiles and looks. Your father smiles after having the conversation with you and says, I'm going to go for a walk to clear my head. Uh, I will be back. Yeah, I think this that conversation is probably like a very emotional one. Mm-hmm. And like Duna has reached that point in when you're like sobbing where breathing is hard and you're you're like choking back uh sobs and you just need like several minutes to breathe for your body to remember what it's like again. Yeah, he and I think he's going on the walk to give you that. Yeah, and she she like nods, um, because she definitely needs it, and um, it's just kind of like, <sighs> okay, 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 and lets him go. You sit there and you breathe and you calm yourself down. And exhaustion hits. That heavy exhaustion after a huge emotional thing. And you fall asleep. And the next day comes with screams from outside of your house. I'm sorry. What? Multiple Uh, screams of people in the town. Uh, 
Nuna just bolts straight up uh, and rushes down. Like, that's just the kind of person she is. She just runs. As you get to the door and get out, you hear your mother say, Ilfiarlin, get Nuna and do not let her get here. And in a moment, your younger sister's mother is in front of you. And is like, darling, don't come out. Let's just sit in the house. Your 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 mother will handle no. it. No, no it, there's it, people no. screaming outside. You can't have me stay. What's going on? Nuna, please. What's happening? Can I catch a glimpse from Give me a perception across check. across both their shoulders in in anime drama please i need mm -hmm. to know give me give me a uh perception check natural 20 i am not 20, joking you <laughs> see 24. <laughs> in your town there is a giant tree in the center of it that has black and white bark and bright purple leaves and scrawled across the trunk of it says beware the hanging tree and you see two bodies hanging from nooses on the lead, on the branches. And you know the shapes. No. You know them all too well. Oh no. You see a foot tall woman with green and pink hair and a grass dress hanging from a noose with her wings pinned to the branches above her. And you see the body of a little dragon. No! With grape leaf wings and green tree star shaped scales. Both hanging from the branches. And you see the screams that were ringing through your town were that of Vera and Emery's mother. And you hear your father go, this is it. I will contain that man for whatever he will be. And he will never hurt my daughter again. And in a flash, your father is gone. Or your mother is gone. Sorry. Okay. You hear miles away the crack of lightning. And through the air, you see walls of mist grow and tower over the rest of the countryside. But this mist isn't moving. It is staying. And across the top of it in Celestial are words that you have seen your parent write many a time. 
it says beware and stay out. And you hear a voice, which is your father's, booming over the entire countryside, over the entire realm. And it says, the mist is now in place. Those who go against life and those who go against the order of how things must be and the greatest threats will be held in the mist. Unfortunately, Orkson is no more. The hanging tree sits at the center of the mist and it shall not be released. And your mother is in front of you once again with Ilfiarlin. As as Nuna realizes what has happened and witnesses the hanging body of her best friend and this sweet draconic child, she fell to her knees, I think probably like grasping upon the clothes of Irfirlin and just screams a grief that could destroy mountains and shatter the earth. And as all of that occurred, she's gripping onto Ifrilin's like clothes like a lifeline and her eyes have glazed over almost into a, a catatonia as her mother reemerges in front of her and she just mutters really helplessly that's not that's not her. That can't be her. That can't be him. Your mother is so Why? quick to wrap her arms around you. Why? What? Why then? When you feel your mother around you, can you give me a wisdom saving throw, please? Why? We'll do it. I have a plus nine to this. I rolled a 12. You are able to withstand what you hear in the next couple seconds. No. You hear Emery. You know, it's not so bad. Why don't you, you know, join us? It's dark, but like, it's nice. It's nice to let go. It's nice. As you see the last of the black ooze that was on the noose, as if magnetically pulled into the mist, leaves. And the bodies fall. Uh, Um... This is not how the spell works. 
at all. Mm-hmm. I am aware. But I would like to cast Earthbind to... Because mm-hmm. Earthbind is usually meant to kind of throw a string of energy for an airborne creature to hold them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think just instinctually, if I may, I would like to cast, cast Earthbind to shoot out like roots from beneath the hanging tree mm-hmm. to catch Emery and Roscoe. I don't think Nuna could bear the idea of them getting even more damaged in this. And I think as you do that, both Fira and Emery's mother move forward to cradle their children. And your mother in your ear goes, I'm I'm so sorry. Why? Why 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 has he done this? Why? Why? It it, it, it wasn't him. This is what malice does. This is what hatred for life does. This is why when you ascend, we use love. I don't... I have to give a part of myself for you to ascend, my daughter. as the one who was going to help you ascend is no longer with us. I'm sorry you have to take this journey on your own. I think Nuna snaps her head back at her mother and... Wait, no. No, not... not what do you mean by that? Not not you too. Emery was going to volunteer to become a part of your divine heart so that you could ascend and that her magic would help you create the new realm just as all of your siblings have those closest to their hearts doing. No. I can't. Not you too. I can't. I can't I, lose you both. No, no, darling. I, I just have to give up a part of me. I will not be going anywhere. Nuna, I think. Desperate sobs just exit out of her as she like just leans into a mother's hold and weeps as I don't know if there's anything left because her mother's reassuring her it's not him it's not him but it is though it's malice 
but it's also him. Malice was born from him. And there's this quiet, bubbling wrath at all of the loss and grief that is around her, the wailing, the weeping, the apologies around her. And there she sits with her grief and her rage. Staring into the mist. And your mother stays with you until you are ready to move, until you are ready to do anything, and spends the rest of the day with you, preparing you as much as speak as they can for the ascension coming the next day. You wake up after sleeping in wrath and guilt and misunderstanding to knocks on your door. And it I is think... crisis to pick you up. Mm -hmm. I think the knocks happen. She is lying on her bed facing the window. And I think it takes several knocks before uh, they just come in, I think, because yeah. they're like, they know they Nuna's there, but Nuna's like just yeah. checked out, uh, truly fully checked out. And as they approach Nuna, you kind of just see her set up her beautiful hair kind of like cascading down her back and she just looks out the window. And there's this resigned sigh that exudes from her and the this is this catatonia this exhaustion that see through her entire body the beautiful flowers that adorn her the beautiful fungi lichen leaves droop Sadly, like a plant that hasn't been watered in weeks, wilted. Eyes glazed over, looking forward. I, and I like to imagine that outside of a window is exactly where that mist is. Yeah. Front and center. You see the mist. You see the celestial scrawling across it. And you know, he's there. And there's no getting out for him. No. She stands up and turns around. And I, I think there's like eye bags and just as just the look of like strained red eyes and she nods and says i'm 
ready. Isis offers you their hand and smiles and brings you to get Nylila and then Zeldris. And then all of you are standing at the steps of the mountains. The exact steps that you stood two days ago to take him home to his mother. And you're all holding hands, Zeldris to your left, Kaisis to your right, and Nylila to their right. Four siblings about to become gods, about to become rulers of a realm. But none of them know the loss and the pain that you felt in the past day. And tell me if I'm wrong, but you don't want any of them to ever feel that pain. Never. No one will ever know the grief, the pain, the loss, and betrayal that Nuna feels. Never again. No more. No more wasted lives. No more. And with that, you and Kaisis take the first step onto the steps to begin your way up the mountain. And that is where we are going to end our session. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for bringing my goddess to life. Thank you for having me and telling me everything this goddess was about, and then and then still hit me with a hammer. Uh, this session at I... eight, eight a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I cannot wait to get all four of you together. <laughs> oh my god! And I genuinely started tearing up when you started describing. Oh, the hanging tree. I was like, oh no, oh no. You're like, oh, it's Emery. I'm like, okay, I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. And I was like, wait, no, there's two. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I can't tell you from the bottom of my heart how much I appreciate you helping me with this project. I'm so happy to be here. I hope I did justice to Nuna. I know that I, I understand being a GM and having your gods and goddesses, and I hope I, I brought your, your vision you to life. You did more than I ever could have imagined. I'm so glad that I could help. So glad. And, and your now, GMing was wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, ha. I was like, haha, I like my friend Emery. You're doing a great job. Oh, this cute little dragon. I love them too. 
Beware the hanging tree. Psh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beware the hanging tree. Um, now all that's left is to get all of you together and tell the mm-hmm. final chapter of the story of before. Ooh. Um, Very cool. Have anything to actually know what? No, I'm gonna plug something for you. If y'all uh-huh. aren't paying attention <laughs> to the beast within and everything that is going on with it, y'all need to change your life because that's gonna be one of the best TTRPGs out there, and I'm calling it. Oh my god, thank you so much for plugging that. Uh I'm very excited for it. It's still in development. I'm not sure when this is coming out. <laughs> but, Neither uh, am I, but you know. <laughs> when it does come out, it should be significantly further along yes. development. Yes. Uh, also, um, if y'all aren't, I'm going to plug them because they are the people that introduced me to our lovely player. Uh <laughs> Check out Transplaner RPG. Um, they just finished their first campaign, uh, The Second Stranger. It is a story of broken heroes. Um, and it is full of queer love and queer tragedy and all around queerness. And all of the players and the GM are absolutely amazing people. Thank you. Um, and you can get to see Val play a very sexy snady. You do. She is very, very <laughs> sexy. She's a sexy snady, resident sexy snady. Um, and who broke my we heart? We might have news. We might have news by the time this comes out. We'll see. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe. But also, by the time this comes out, uh, we will be almost done with our miniseries Fodum Sept for the for. Queers and Spears, uh, and we will have announced that we will be coming back for a season two this summer. Um, so pay attention to our social medias for that. Is there anything else you would like to plug, Valiant? Uh, well, I'm Valiant Dorian, everyone. I use him his pronouns. Uh, you can find me around the internet at Valiant Dorian or at Also Spirit. Enjoy the lovely treasure hunt. Uh, and that's about it. You can find out all about my projects on either of those handles. Again, enjoy that treasure hunt. And it's been such a pleasure playing Duna mm-hmm. and uh, being a part of the Four Beginnings. This is yeah, very fun. It's so fun, and I cannot cannot wait to release this. Um, and thanks for everybody who listened. We will see you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye.